following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome into Main Street Preps this week with Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Now with the latest from the TSSAA State Tournament and more, we send you to Tyler and Russell. Welcome back to another edition of Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Venosi, joined as usual by Tyler Palmatier and Tyler, this is it. This is the last week of high school basketball in Tennessee, and we're going to crown some boys state champions, and then we're going to move on to spring sports right after that. It's hard to believe it. The, the end is near. The end is definitely near. Yeah, this will be a fun week. Um, I, I think all these fields look pretty uh, fairly close, so we'll kind of see how that goes. Indeed, we will. And uh, today we're going to have some fun before it kind of all gets really started down there tomorrow with the Nashville Middle Tennessee teams. We're going to Talk in just a moment to Lebanon boys basketball coach Jim McDowell. We're going to review the uh, the not-so-great results for Middle Tennessee from the girls' state basketball tournament, um, discuss the Mr. and Miss basketball winners that were announced Monday night, and preview uh, some of the Nashville teams in the, in the boys' state tournament. Uh, before we do all that, though, first up is Lebanon boys basketball coach Jim McDowell. His team enters the Class 4A tournament this week with a 28-6 and record. Jim, you doing okay today? Uh, doing great. So, uh, Jim, I know you guys are, are hanging out there at the Murphy Center today at MTSU, I, I guess taking in some st- state tournament action. Um, what has this like been like? What has this week been like for your team? Have you been able to practice in any, any college gyms or anything like that? Yeah, so we won uh, won our sub-state game last Monday uh, against Independence at home. You know, it was a special, special night for our team and our program. That was the first home sub-state game in 27 years, and uh, it was a packed house. Um, Biggest crowd we've had in that gym since it's been built, and we're able to do that in home was a special night. Uh, we took a couple days off, and then we um, we did go down to Lipscomb on Thursday to practice, and then we went to TSU on Friday, uh, practiced the last two days at home, and came on over this afternoon to try to get these guys in this uh, over here in Murfreesboro and uh, in the state tournament. You know, just because of uh, because of COVID and because of some different things, uh, you know, I haven't. I think only three or four of my guys have been been to a state tournament game. So I uh, just wanted to kind of get them over here, get them acclimated, see what it's like. Uh, right now, Milan and York are in a, uh, you know, a nail-biter. And so they got walked in the fourth quarter of that game and uh, got to, you know, kind of see what it's like. So, I, you know, we're excited to be over here. There's nothing like sitting on the sidelines and watching games in progress that kind of have nothing to do with you. It's uh kind of get to relax a little bit and enjoy the action i'm sure that's nice but jim you're a you know you're a class of 2000 uh lebanon grad a former blue devil point guard you're you're actually one of the your groups your group in 2000 that was one of the last groups to from lebanon to get this far with the exception of that 2001 group what has it been like to to get help get your alma mater back here man it's been special you know i took the job 11 years ago uh, at a time when our program wasn't you know, wasn't in the best shape. Uh, year before I took over, we were seven and twenty-one, and, it, and you know, it's been a it's been a long road to, to build it back to get it to to where we are right now. Um, but uh, you know, that that two thousand year was special. We went twenty-seven and nine, and 
made it to Murfreesboro, and we beat Antioch in the first round when they had Mario Moore and James Case, really good players. And, uh, got beat by White Station in the semifinals. Um, they went on to win it that year. So just experiencing that as a player, you know, really made you want to think about getting in, back into the game as a coach. And then once you get into it as a coach, you know, having been over to Murphy Center and experienced the state tournament, you want to have your players be able to experience that. And that's something we've talked about for a long time. And for us to be able to be back over here, it's, uh, man, it's, it's a great feeling. And Jim, taking kind of the wide angle look here at the Class 4A bracket, Middle Tennessee is, of course, well represented uh, with Lebanon, Coffee County Beach, Cane Ridge, and your and your first round opponent, Clarksville, all in there with with a couple of other teams. What do you just kind of make of that field and um, kind of how your team fits into the picture there? Yeah, you know, I was actually talking to my good friend and legendary coach Bobby Luna on the way over here uh, this afternoon, and you know. Beach, Clarksville, us, and Cane Ridge all would have been in the same uh, substate last year. With us and Beach having been in the would have been in the same district, and then uh, Clarksville would have been in our our region um, from the in the previous three A classification. So I think that just kind of shows uh, that we play a good brand of basketball in Middle Tennessee. You know, Coffee County and Coach Taylor. You know, it's a great story there with him. We played them this summer down in Chattanooga, and they gave us fits at UTC team camp. And so I knew they had a good team um, as well. So, I mean, you know, once you get to this point, we've played Beach, we played Cane Ridge. They're both really good teams, very talented. Um, you know, Clarksville and Ted Young, man, he's he's a legend himself. Uh, I think it's his sixth trip over here, and you know, we played. We played them when J.J. Wheat was a freshman, um, but uh, just to see him progress as a player, score over 2,000 points, and then, you know, he's got a lot of good guys around him with Jaheim Berry and, you know, some, the Hines kid, and, you know, they, they are a true team. Um, so I feel like our guys, you know, we've, we've played all over the state this year. Uh, we went down to Memphis to the BCAT camp uh, this summer, and, you know, the same day we played against Christian Brothers and, and Greenville, you know, uh, two Mr. Basketball and Chandler Jackson and Jacoby Gillespie um, played some Memphis teams. We went up to East Tennessee over Christmas to Gatlinburg and played up there. And, um, you know, I feel like all those games, uh, and, and of course across the season, you know, we played a Cane Ridge. We played Good Pasture, who was in the finals of their classification, um, along with our league uh, with Green Hill and Cookville and, you know, Wilson Central played Beach, you know, that first round of the region to a really close game. That our guys have been tested, and I feel like they uh, that gives them some confidence when we step on the floor. Uh, I, I think that they embrace some big settings and some big atmospheres, and so uh, I think that they're excited and we'll be ready to go tomorrow. And let's dig into your team a little bit more here, uh, Jim. First up, got to talk about junior forward Jared Hall, who's got offers from Florida, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and several others. Uh, he leads the Blue Devils with about twenty-one point five points per game. How critical has Jared been to, to all of your success this year, uh, Coach? I mean, he's a special player. He's a guy that, you know, I've been, uh, you know, coaching her around since he's been in fifth, sixth grade. You know, he grew up as a guard and uh, always had a very high-level IQ, um, basketball IQ, um, saw the floor well, could score it. Uh, and he's just, as he's grown, he's still been able to keep those guard skills uh, he's gotten a lot stronger. He's been in the weight room. Um, and so 
you know, he's a guy that can shoot the three. He can you know, he can score at all three levels with the mid range and then finish at the rim. Um, defensively, he's progressed some as far as uh, helping us up as a rim protector. And really, one thing is, you know, from a rebounding standpoint, he's had multiple games of you know twelve, fourteen, even eighteen rebounds. And so, <laughs> when you got somebody that can go and get it like that, it hides a lot of you know maybe deficiencies. Uh, and so. He's a guy that makes everybody on the floor better, and I'm glad he's uh, he's wearing number five in blue and white. And to that note, I mean, everybody kind of needs a sidekick, Jim. What Yarn Alexander has been really good for you guys too. What dimension has he brought to you guys? Man, Yarn is a fierce competitor. Him and Jared make each other better. They go at it every day in practice. Uh, with Yarn being a senior. You know, he's really taking on a leadership role as far as, you know, setting the tone in practice on a daily basis with his effort. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that will step up and say things when they need to be said. And, um, man, he's a guy, too, that uh, his skill set, man, is special. He's, uh, you know, he he grew up in Lebanon. Uh, in sixth grade, he moved to Minnesota to be with his dad. Um, just from a scenario there, they thought that might be a good change of pace for him. And then uh, last summer, in the midst of uh, COVID and everything else going on, he kind he was back in town, contacted me about coming up to uh, to shoot, and came in and ended up being you know a good fit, obviously uh, for us. I'm glad he came back. I hadn't seen him since he was sixth grade, and when he walked in, you know he's a grown man. So uh, he's a guy. He's hit some big time shots for us. Uh, you know the one uh, against Green Hill, we're down three, and he hit the shot at the buzzer to tie the game, and we went in overtime and. You know, both of those guys, they, they definitely make me a better coach, but they make each other better players every day in practice. Yeah, I can't imagine how nice of a surprise that must have been to have a player like that walk back through the doors. Uh, but, you know, looking at this season as a whole here, Jim, uh, you guys have not had many losses, obviously, only six losses all year. Uh, three of them happen consecutively, though, late December to early January. Uh, since then, you guys have won 13 of the last 15. I mean, what has kind of fueled this turnaround over the last couple of months? You know, we uh, when we came out of Christmas, we had some guys that had been going through some sickness. Um, and, uh, you know, it kind of hit us hard at that point in the year. And, uh, you know, we, we also kind of – we had won 15 in a row before the finals of that Christmas tournament against Summit. And that was a deal that um, – you know, maybe we got a little complacent. We lost a close one. That, you know, we, we lost a good Ravenwood team, you know, that made the sub-state. Then we got beat uh, on a last-second play against Wilson Central. Um, and so, I uh, haven't lost those three games in a row, you know, to Summit in the finals. I think that was a good wake-up call for us at that point in the season. Uh, and, uh, you know, after that, we won a, a really tough game on the road at Cookville uh, where we were down – you know, 14 points in the fourth quarter and made it, found a way to come back and win 83-81. And I think from that point on, our guys really believed that no matter what the score was or what, what time of the game, that uh, they believed we could win and they, they expected to win. And so uh, they've kind of carried that on throughout the rest of the season. Hey, Jim, we, we're going to get you out of here. Thanks so much for your time. But one more one more thing before we go. Uh, your, your top assistant, Zach Martin has been gone most of the semester as his wife Angie battles cancer. How has the staff and the team responded to that to that journey? And uh, it, it, 
do you feel like you guys are trying to are playing for something a little bigger at this point in the year as somebody as one of your own goes through you know something obviously that's very difficult yeah you know coach martin man he's a he's a special guy he we worked together at wilson central uh for a year before i ended up getting the job over here at lebanon and you know he was one of those guys that i he has been pivotal to the success of our program. Um, you know, and his wife Angie has been nothing but supportive the entire time. And so to, to see him having to uh, go through that and his wife go through what they're going through right now, it's been tough. I mean, it's been tough, you know, just from him being such a good friend and to also just uh, to see our guys respond the way they have, to reaching out to him and, you know, just anytime he is able to be at practice, uh, just them going up and giving them hugs and, you know, constantly being on our minds. And, you know, we were texting this afternoon and he was just talking about how, how tough it was for him not to be able to be over here. Um, but he's so proud that we are. And so we're hoping that he's going to be able to, to be with us on the bench uh, tomorrow. Um, so, now I do appreciate you asking about that because that's, that's definitely been a big – he's a big part of our program and that's been a big – big piece and big thing for our season also our guys just kind of realizing that you know putting it in perspective that there's a lot of things that are bigger than basketball but at the same point in time kind of using that as fuel and motivation yeah it's nice keep good always good to keep things in perspective like that and and hopefully zach can can make it out tomorrow i'm sure that'd be a really cool moment for everybody involved but um jim thanks again for joining us no like i said no you guys have been busy this week but uh enjoy the rest of the action there today at uh, murphy center and um look forward to covering you and best of luck to the to the blue devils this week thank you guys thank you for having me on and thank you for uh coverage of high school sports absolutely that's been lebanon boys basketball coach jim mcdowell and his team has a big game on thursday afternoon you might you may or may not listen to this before then but they are in that class 4a quarterfinal against clarksville which should be uh just a dandy of a game there tyler yeah that's a that's one i kind of always just love the all area matchups when it comes down to it in the postseason like that um you know we don't maybe people from lebanon don't necessarily think of clarksville as in their area but certainly uh you know they're they fit in that middle tennessee realm and there's that familiarity just, you know, they're not that far away. They're kind of, they occupy opposite sides of Nashville. And I mean, Jim's obviously a coach. He's going to do his research, but like not every coach knows that the opposing team's best player, JJ wheat, for instance, scores has scored 2000 points in his career. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, coaches just watch film differently. Like some will just watch it. They want to just know what's the tendencies. What is he going to do? But, because there's because of that sort of area tie that they have, you know, like he knows that JJ Wheats has scored 2000 career points. I mean, it's just, uh, there's a different, just l- level of knowledge about the other, about the opponent that's there when the area teams meet. So that's a real, that could be really good. And Lebanon, man, I mean, obviously we don't know what's going to happen in that game, but just getting here, like you said, was such a battle uh, for them. I mean, to go, to lose those three in the middle of the, you know, middle of the winter. Uh, and then when you think about all those battles with Green Hill, um, I thought Wilson Central was a tough out for people for some reason right there late in the year. They were upsetting a lot of teams. So I thought they ended up playing a pretty good schedule. Yeah. 
definitely. And, you know, this isn't quite on our agenda, Tyler, but you just something dawned on me here with, you know, talking about how tough a road it was for some of these teams. I almost haven't even noticed that we have, you know, a fourth tournament this, this year. I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I don't seem to have any problem with ha- having the extra teams in it. I think if, if anything, it's just kind of help a few extra teams that probably should have been to Murfreesboro in the past, um, advance there. And, um, at least through the girls tournament and in looking at the boys bracket, um, it doesn't seem to me that anything's been watered down or the championships are any less meaningful. I, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, I mean, my background in covering some of these sports is a little different because, uh, you know, where I'm originally from, there were six classes, so they'd play class. Well, it was all split up. It was uh, it was the small schools, which was split up into class A, B, and C one week. The next week, it was class 2A through 4A. 5A and 6A had their own weekend. So, I mean, it's just kind of, you have to just pick your poison. I mean, if there's going to be four classes, you're going to either have a busier state tournament week or you're going to have multiple weeks of state tournaments that you're going to have to conduct. Um, and in Tennessee, they already have the division two state championships. So it's already split across three weeks. I mean, so I guess I'm, I don't know. I didn't, it's a lot of action to cover. I mean, that's the one thing mm-hmm. I've noticed about it, I don't, but I don't think anything's watered down. I mean, um, shoot, look at, you know, some of the four a and three a teams that you just kind of look at them on paper and they don't really look like they belong together necessarily. Uh, I mean, shoot, I no disrespect to Paige girls, but uh, going up against a Blackman or a Bearden, you know, I just wouldn't say those that those two necessarily really belonged in the same class. But um, no, I mean, I haven't noticed anything negative about it. But I, I you know, I haven't. Maybe people have another opinion. I, I thought I think they've been great. The only difference definitely is, you know, you got games starting on a Tuesday, and then teams that uh, some teams that play on a Tuesday. What I think Paige had two days off uh, last week. I think they played Tuesday and yeah. didn't play until Friday. So the schedule like is a little traditional. Weird. Yeah. If you like the traditional three game tournament Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then you may not like this, but no, I think it's been, I don't think it's been watered down at all. I think it's been great. And so with that, let's make a, a quick review here of the girls state tournament. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, it was uh, not the most memorable one for the Nashville area teams, but nonetheless, the uh, you know, we've got winners here to discuss and, uh, in Class 1A, McKenzie beat Wayne County 46-42 to 42 for the title, and that was their actually their first ever state championship. So congratulations to McKenzie. Uh, it was their first state tournament trip since 1963, and it comes in the wow. same school year that their football team finishes the runner-up. So I'd imagine over there in the McKenzie High School Athletic Department, they're just uh, beside themselves w- with happiness because that's uh, kind of a banner year for them. But Tyler, you uh, you had both of us actually had McKenzie beating Wayne County in the title game. So in that first game, we were actually on the money there. Yeah, I'll take that. Um, you know, I wasn't really sure what to pick there, to be honest. But uh, in Class Two A, I think we both well, we both got our champion right. Uh, both picked Westview as the favorite. Uh, Westview beat York Institute forty-seven thirty-seven for the title. Uh, their second ever, first since '96. Um, Shoot, 3A, we were both right. We both picked Upperman. Brooklyn Crouch, great tournament. Uh, another missed basketball for Upperman. Upperman beat Jackson Southside 48-43 for the title. Um, yeah, Brooklyn Crouch is a heck of a player. Yeah, definitely. And she, uh, like I said, came home with the missed basketball 
award for that class on uh, Monday night. And Upperman really recently has, has been dominant. I mean, titles in 17, 18, and now 22. Uh, quite a good run for them. And we both had Paige as our dark horse. And, uh, of course, that didn't quite work out. And, uh, you know, I saw that that Paige lost to Jackson Southside. I believe 49 to 46 was the score. And Tyler... Um, you know, that was that was just a hard one to watch. That second half for Paige, they had nine points in the third quarter and nine more points in the fourth, and that just that was not enough to get it done. Uh, their two senior stars, Lily Wilkin and uh, Mackenzie Cochran, both fouled out. Mackenzie Cochran fouled out, I think, with about six minutes still to go. So um, tough tough scene there for Paige. Really kind of felt like this was their year to at least be there in, in the finals. Um, you know, they – they lost the region championship, I believe, to Upperman by three points. So that would have been, you know, another great title game if they had met again. But, um, you know, that's just kind of how it fell fell out there. Yeah, it's definitely that's that's a state championship caliber page team, no doubt. I mean, that was a pretty well played semifinal all the way through the finals, pretty close, a pretty close game. So I think that one, as good as Upperman's been, was a little bit up for grabs. I mean, I thought Jackson Southside was good enough to win the title too. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in 4A, uh, man, boy, the mid the mid state teams just uh, I, that this was a this was a tough class. I think um, I liked Bearden as the favorite and got that correct. Bearden beat uh, Farragut 52-34 for the title, and man, they just Bearden just rolled uh, one of all all three games by an average uh, of at least twenty points. Um, just pretty impressive performance there to win the championship. Yeah, there was, and then of course the all Knoxville final there that I was completely off base on. You got you got Beard and correct as the winner. Uh, you had Blackman as your dark horse. I had uh, regrettably Blackman is my favorite and Cookville is the dark horse, so that didn't quite work out. But yeah, Bearden uh, had a great run. I got to see them play Beach and they uh, they handled Beach pretty easily. And it's something interesting about Bearden is <laughs> I think some of their fans had a had a good idea they were going to make it to Saturday because on Friday afternoon. Uh, not many of them had made the trip. There were not many Bearden fans in the in the arena. Um, I, their student section had about five kids over there holding like a, a, a paper sign. And, uh, you know, you looked across the way and Beach had, you know, 150 or so. So that was mm-hmm. kind of weird to see. But, yeah, Bearden, congrats to them on, on quite a great season there. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, and, and I don't know. I don't know how many surprises there were in that field. I, I thought that – the Middle Tennessee had a chance for a few more, more titles in that potentially, especially in potentially 3A with Page, but uh, and really 4A with three good teams in Blackman, Cookville. I mean, you're talking about Oakland in there, um, the Clarksville teams like that. I thought we had there were some good groups in there, but you know what can you do? Um, moving on to the boys field, Russell. Uh, I mean. I, I like Clay County, East Nashville, Jackson Southside, and Cane Ridge to win titles this week. Um, and when just kind of starting in Class One A, I don't know. I just don't think I don't think Grant Strong's really going to be denied there. I think East Nashville looks like easily the best team in that class by maybe double digits. Uh, not as familiar with the Jackson teams, but I like them, and I think Cane Ridge is going to get it done for Nashville. First Metro team since uh, 81 to win the largest class uh, public title. Yeah, that's uh, if our predictions are correct here, and they they were somewhat correct last week. Uh, we were batting maybe 50% or uh, 75% there. Um, 
then it, it will be a, a, a kind of a banner week for Metro Nashville. And I'm, I'm in agreement with you on all the favorites there. Like we talked about last week, I think there's a couple other teams to watch, like maybe East Robertson, uh, mm-hmm. they're in 1A, York Institute. Um, you know, be, we've mentioned Beach a couple times there. Um, 31 and 4. I mean, it's 34 and 1. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's hard to overlook a record like that. So it'll be interesting to see if we get maybe an all mid state final there in 4A. But, um, you know, that kind of leads us into our conversation about, man, this this could be a, a really big week for Metro Nashville one year after they were not necessarily shut out of the state tournament, but because Pearl Cone and, and um, Maplewood, well, Maple was there on the girls' side. Pearl Cone was there for the boys. They were both ousted in the first round. Cane Ridge did make the final in Class 3A where they, uh, as we've talked about before, ran into just an absolute juggernaut of a Houston team coached by former Memphis Grizzlies shooting guard Mike Miller. Um, none of that's there this year. Houston uh, is not around, and uh, Cane Ridge certainly looks like a favorite. East Nashville, I got to see them play on Tuesday morning, and uh, they pretty much rolled to a win over Summertown 70-52. Um, as it's kind of been all season, Jared Taylor and, and Jalen Jones were the story, and um, you can read all about that at MainStreetPreps.com, but those two combined for almost 40 points. Jalen Jones had a triple-double, and uh, it just seems like East Nashville is on a path there to uh, to potentially get its first state title after finishing the runner-up a couple times recently. Yeah, I think it's just a matter for, for East Nashville. It's just about finishing at this point. They, uh, I think that's looks like pretty clearly the best team in that class. It's just about going out and doing it. Uh, Kane Ridge has a little bit of a tougher path when I think about maybe some of the teams that are out there like Bearden. Uh, you know, I think Beach is really good. Um, you know, you just kind of have to kind of see how things go. I mean, really, both of them are the favorites. It's just a matter of handling that role as the favorite and um, and and just playing like you know how to. Um, I think both of them have played some of their best basketball over the last month or so. Um, I mean, kind of just cakewalked into the state tournament, which is not easy to do. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. you, you've seen it with good teams. It's, it can be a grind to get there. So, you know, we'll just... Um, We'll kind of all be waiting to see what happens with that. I, I had a couple takeaways from about some of these players that I'd never really talked to. Like I'd never met or I've still never seen Grant Strong play. And just meeting him yesterday at the Mr. and Miss Basketball Award ceremony did nothing to change my mind about my Clay County pick. He's a, he's an impressive <laughs> kid. He's I yeah. sort of felt like I was talking to a, a 40-year-old Division One head basketball coach um he just you know he's just collected he's super mature and what is he? he's like six two six three just long lean basketball player and knows how to score and he's not really you know he's not out there to showboat or anything um i asked him i was like how do you keep your scoring average above 30 points you know for two seasons <laughs> yeah and he says pretty simply that's just my role he said some guys play defense some guys rebound um mine's just to get us the points and he looks at it pretty simply like that so you got to just love that sort of mindset uh he just i don't know he just strikes me as a guy like when you have the best player in the tournament and he's the best senior also i i think he's gonna go get him another title so we'll just have to see how that plays out but man it was fun to talk with him for a few minutes and yeah, you gotta love the confidence level. I, I remember last year when you know he wins the state title, wins MVP, walks into the post game press conference with a Belmont shirt on. 
you know, because he felt like Belmont wasn't recruiting him enough. Mm-hmm. So, it, you grew well, up now he's Belmont, at Tennessee man. Tech. Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah. find out. So, uh, yeah, we will. Apparently. I think they're going to be. Fortunately, I guess for Belmont, they're going to be in different conferences, so maybe they'll schedule a non-conference game or something. But uh, I think Casey Alexander and Belmont might have dodged a little bit of a bullet there with having to go up against Grant Strong a couple times a season. Yeah, that would have been funny. That would have been funny. He'd have plenty of people in his corner. His his group uh, of fans and family members and friends was to get pictures was huge yesterday. I had to had to wait my fair share of of <laughs> minutes for for them to all take photos and stuff. So, yeah, really impressive guy. Um, that was a fun night last night at the at the Mister and Miss Basketball Award ceremony. Um, got to talk to Jelani. Cambridge from Innsworth, who won the D two AA Girls Award, and and Brandon Miller from Cane Ridge. Obviously, I, I spoke to both of them at the same time. They 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 know each other better than I think maybe most people think. Uh, it's but I mean it is the basketball world. They all you know people know each other, but it was fun to hear them talk about each other's games and you know what they what they think of each other. I mean they both have a high respect. Obviously, uh, I you know I'm. I'm kind of new, so I had you know I'd never seen Carly Weathers play, for instance. So talked to Carly Weathers for a little bit. She's just a super nice person, and obviously an amazing athlete heading to Alabama. Uh, it was fun to see her and Brandon Miller side by side taking photos, both both going to Alabama next year. And they um, those two actually have met. They met on a visit once. Uh, not not close friends by any means, but um, they're aware of each other. So. Uh, it was it was cool to see. It was nice to see. Even even talking to a couple of the players that came up short, uh, Jared Taylor from East Nashville. That was not a guy that I mean, I'm sure he would have loved to have won, but I think he knows there's a couple other trophies he could still go out and get this week in Murfreesboro. So it'll be fun to That's see fine. how those things shake out. And just I mean, think about that. There's a chance in a couple. Well, maybe next year, or depending on how how long Brandon Miller is actually at Alabama, that you know potentially one of the best or the best men's and women's basketball player at Alabama are both going to be from this area. So if there wasn't already a, a lot of Alabama basketball fans around, uh, I'm sure that could help with that. And uh, just having the local ties there, that should be fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, well, Tyler, if that's all you got on Mr. And Miss basketball winners, uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. Uh, but we've got a ton more coming this week from the boys basketball state tournament. And, uh, of course next week we'll have, um, you know, all the all the wrap-up stuff, kind of putting a bow on basketball season uh, on next week's show. So we look forward to doing that. And, um, yeah, definitely stay tuned to MainStreetPreps.com this, all this week and uh, Main Street Preps on Twitter and Facebook as well. well. We'll try to keep everybody updated as much as we can on all the games. And uh, we'll see you right back here next time on Main Street Preps this week. This has been Main Street Preps this week with Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier covering high school sports all across Middle Tennessee. Check them out online at MainStreetPreps.com. Main Street Preps this week is a Main Street Media production.